how to succeed as an Asian man in the USA, in the United States of America, how to succeed as an Asian male, get the things that you want from society. Welcome in, much love, Trav here. And I know a lot of you are not Asian, especially you coming from Magic the Gathering. A lot of my following is white male. I hope you find this useful anyways. Everyone finds it useful. People are coming from different places. People are gonna find this video from different places. It's, we're gonna cover some sensitive topics. But I wanna do this because people have been asking me to do this, saying I'm the person to do this for quite a while. So we're gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk bluntly about uh, racial politics and social forces and history of the United States a little bit with the goal of helping y'all who are watching, especially the Asian men, succeed in the USA. There's a lot of things you should know and there's some things that, a lot of things you should know that you weren't told that, that I'm gonna tell you and uh, there's a lot, there's a lot that can be done and your level of success can be very high and it's awesome, you know. I love the United States of America, it's great. It's great, there's so much opportunity here, especially in the 21st century, to make good things happen and, and achieve your dreams and so on. But there's also these social forces at play. So um, we're gonna cover, I'm gonna cover briefly me, just a little, my family background. Then we're gonna dive into racial history of the USA. That's gonna be the fun point. And then third, some recommendations for what y'all can do. So uh, first of all, and I'll keep my history very, very short, but my dad's family is from China and they're Southern Chinese nationalist, uh, fought versus Mao Zedong in the war. They're very higher up, like Chiang Kai-shek is the leader of that. They're backed by the USA. That dude is an in-law of mine. My family over there own the news, shit like that, really higher ups. So when they lost the war, because uh, the communists won, Mao Zedong won, a lot of my family was killed, like my great-grandmother was literally machine gun fired to death. But those who were able to escape, came to the USA. Dad came here, met my mom. My mom's family came from North Europe and West Europe mix, and uh, they had me and my brother, a man on the West Coast. So I, I feel very strongly about the Chinese masculine side of my family. Like my grandfather was a, a fighter pilot in the war and has ribbons and shit like that. You know, these are warriors. My great grandfather, Zhao Zhang, Zhao Zeleng, Zhao, Zhao Ling. Zhang Zhaolin. Zhang Zhaolin, yeah. Uh, these are warlords, right? So I feel very strong uh, blood in my body from that. And growing up here, though, I don't look like a lot of people. I look different, especially, I, I don't necessarily look totally Chinese. I don't necessarily look totally Asian. I'm going to Japan and Asia for the first time in a couple weeks. I haven't gone back because of the family history. But I'm here now, and I've experienced a lot, and I'm gonna share a lot, and we're gonna go into racial politics. And the first thing I wanna say about this, about the Asian race in the USA that I really like, something that I take pride in, that I see a little bit of change on, but uh, things aren't perfect for us, but I, I like that the Asians in the USA, there isn't a strong victimhood culture, which has become a thing. It's like, look at me, look at how bad things are. Look at how how shitty things are and racist people are to us. I mean, there's some of that coming in, but I like that there isn't a whole lot of complaining and and the default is to 
just fucking work and put in the work and rise through society and succeed. And I really like that. So when I dive into the history, this isn't like, we're the victim, look at me, I'm not going to go in that direction. But here's the actual forces that are coming and at play, and therefore what you can do to counter it, right? So a little bit of racial history of the USA. 1500, what's his name? Columbus comes down here, and then a lot of Spanish, and then a lot of Northern uh, and, and Western Europeans start coming. Um, give the, our friendly native friends some blankets and then kind of take over from there. And then we have the triangular trade. Oh, I say we because my family wasn't here at that time, but racially, sure, right? I, I do have that European identity as well. So a lot of uh, African-American slaves are coming in at this point, like tons of them, to work and grow the capitalist economy. And part of the capitalist economy, when you combine capitalism and slavery is the white slave masters really wanted to breed more slaves. So one of the things that happened to the stereotype of the African is it became very sexualized because these are people to be bred. The more they breed, the more money you get, the more capitalism. So that was part of the origin of the stereotype of that, right? And that's important to consider because Here's the thing about racial tribes in the USA is individually we can be very cool with each other and as groups we can be cool with each other but as groups we're very tribal we want our group to succeed. The white people want white people to succeed. There's some allies and whatever who fight against that but that's just natural. I'm not mad about that. It's, it's racist. I don't consider racism bad. You look at Japan as racist. That's fine. It's their prerogative. They can do it. It's a lot stickier in the U.S. because so many different groups came here that were brought here for labor, not necessarily by choice, and now we have to live with the legacy of that shit. But I'm just saying that white people want to succeed, black people want to succeed, Asian people want to succeed, natives, Mexicans, etc., whatever. So white people uh, have this stereotyping campaign of black people, you know, negative in a lot of ways, but one of the things that's highlighted is hypersexual, right? Uh, and one of the consequences of that that they saw is jungle fever being a thing like white women Want black men, right? And that's normal as well. Like we want to crossbreed. We're just attracted to exotic people. We're attracted to good-looking people. We're attracted to strong physical people and so on but with you know white people as a group white men want <laughs> Let's be real Let's be real, and again, I'm, I'm white, I'm half white, and a lot of my followers are white, but as a group, as a group, white men, they want the white women, and they want the black women, and they want the Asian women, right? That's just, when you're in power, you want all the women. That's just the way the male mind works. You see some dude walking down the street with a different race, with a, with a girl of your race. It's like, he stole from me, or some shit like that. That's the way, that's the way that people think, right? Not everyone, but as a group, it's the way people think. So, this is necessary prelude to Asian people coming. Because Asian people didn't come in big numbers until later. Really very recently, there was a Chinese Exclusion Act, which limited the number of Chinese uh, people coming over to 100 a year immigrants. 100 a year, can you even think about that? And my parents, uh, my dad's and his grandparents and his parents, were political refugees in that hundred, in that Chinese Exclusion Act. So I understand the history of this, right? Now, um, 
there's a different sort of propaganda campaign against Chinese people as they came here with laborers and because a lot of them left their wives behind because they're coming to get money and send the money back or they're single uh, people who are just looking for better opportunity they come over here a lot of uh, Asian males are the first to come over so uh, the white man and again I say this as a group and not with any hate in my heart but it's necessary for us and for Asian people later on and the third part of this to understand what we can do to get better but uh, there's a different sort of propaganda campaign based on a feminizing, feminizing and desexualizing and uh, using propaganda to functionally castrate the Asian man. Quick example of this to prove this is the pigtail ordinance in San Francisco in uh, I believe the early 1900s which required Asian males who at the time Chinese males wore cues Long hair is one of the reasons I like to wear long hair in defiance of this. Uh, as part of their masculine power, the white men chopped off the pigtails, which obviously is an analogy to chopping off the dong. <laughs> this is a real thing. You like look back through all the propaganda and you look at uh, just you look at Jackie Chan not being able to kiss girls in his movies and those movies being shown to everyone. You look at just the way that things are and the way that propaganda campaign was for Asian men is very based on desexualizing. And you can also contrast that with other countries that didn't have that, like Italy has the lover and there's a different sort of thing. There's stronger preference for Asian men as a result, or maybe the movie was made because of the market demand, whatever you want to say, but um, it's true. You know, you've heard, if you're growing up and you were in a, a school kid, you heard small Asian penis, you heard all this stuff like oh you're not a man you're right and again part of that is like white men through their the, the white propaganda against black people backfired because a lot of white they lost a lot of white women that way right uh and they i, I believe that th they didn't want this with a, with a, the asian man they don't want to make the same mistake so they attacked in a, a different uh below the belt type attack of the asian man he's very He's very effeminate, he's small, he is, he takes it, and uh, we love him because he fits in, he's hardworking, he doesn't try to take what's his, what's not his, and he doesn't complain, that's part of the not being a victim, which I personally like that one. The Asian man is um, very gentle and passive, and we like him, he's the model minority for that reason. Does this sound all familiar at this point, right? So that's approaching where we are now in society of the legacy the legacy of this the legacy of how we came here and the legacy of how we were controlled and propaganda has controlled us now there's a few things that you should know one thing is the reality of this legacy if you look at info like stats on online dating uh, rank the races by desirability asian men are way at the bottom so the chips are stacked against you. It doesn't mean that you can't succeed, and I'm gonna give you some more tools in here to succeed. But you should see that, and I've seen the studies from like, OkCupid, I believe, OkCupid stats. At least on there, it's like, being an Asian male is a strike against you, and it's a strike against you because of these forces. Uh, it's a strike against you se sexually, right? That's why, and one of the reasons why we see like, so many single Asian men, so many Asian women liking white guys, not liking Asian men, 
and stuff like that's that's a reality you know and i got that growing up oh your dad your dad is asian usually it's the other way around white people would have loved to say that to cement it in right so before we move on to how to fix this one more social force you need to be aware of is the male majority force and this is a real thing that can be isolated to certain local it can be localized uh, and I, I learned about this in sperm wars. And again, we're gonna be frank, generalizing, stereotyping gender, now women. So most women are not gonna cheat, but wanna have the option to, or at least switch partners uh, without risking their children, right? Um, based on research, anywhere from five to 30% of uh, men are cucked, basically. They, their wife raises some kid who's not theirs. And this is only possible to be cucked. And it's good for the women, women to do this, not in every circumstance, only if it's undetectable, because the cost is the man finds out, goes crazy, and either loses, leaves the wife and the kids, or does some crazy shit and goes on a murderous rampage, which we, we see that shit happen. Like, uh, and lions do that as well. The lion will come in, lion prides, and kill the, uh, kill the offspring of the last male's, uh, male cat's kids right so the woman wants to be undetectable if possible and the way to do that is to have all of her partners look alike what kind of alike um, if she's going to cheat or she's going to have multiple partners they should look the same that way the child comes out it's not like a white woman with a white man you come out with the black baby it's fucking obvious and that white man is going to retract his support or hurt or hurt harm her or the child or whatever right so it makes sense for women have racial preferences and that racial preference is whatever the local local majority is right so um does this make sense it's like why there's a preference for all white males because the baby could be yours it could be yours it could be yours right and again this isn't true in every case it's not like every woman is thinking like this they're really not thinking like that but this is programmed into us to behave like this right so what i'm going to get to you and the first point, we're going into three. Now we kind of understand some of the social, historical, gender forces, biological forces at work here. Um, the, the next thing, we're going to move into recommendations for how to succeed. I think it was necessary to go through the entire background of this. And again, you disagree, you can leave comments down below. If your um, uh, experience has been different, you can leave that comment as, below as well. So... The first thing I'll say is that it helps to be the local majority. Um, I'm in a place where I'm not right now. I've been in some places where I am. I'm going to Asia for the first time and that will change my experience a lot. And I'll come back and I'll revisit this topic sometime later on. But in Seattle, I mean, in Seattle, especially the West Coast, it's more of a majority and there's pockets where there's majority uh, of, of Asians. You have the Chinatown, you have the International District, especially in California, you have these schools and a lot of pocket communities that are majority Asian, and you have Hawaii, and you'll have better success there. You'll be more desirable. There's a study that looked at the most popular porn search that women are searching, uh, and Hawaii Asian men, for instance. Like, women really want Asian men in Hawaii. Why? It's the local majority, right? Women like the majority, right? So, uh, if you are located in a place or relocate to a place where you are uh, 
the majority, then that will make your life a little bit easier. And, you know, I, I, when I'm saying succeeding, uh, obviously I'm, I'm talking about succeeding in society, which also means breeding in, and it's necessary to talk about uh, the challenges Asian male have with women, because that's the way that the attack has been. It hasn't been a financial attack in the way that it has been, or a criminal attack the way it's been with African Americans. You know, we have our own challenges and struggles, and ours is very different, and we have to approach it from a different way, right? It's not hard for, if you're an Asian male to make six-figure engineering income, right, uh, necessarily. But it's hard to, it's a little bit harder to breed in, right? So that's what we're talking about here, succeeding. Uh, as, as a man, it means raising, being there to raise your kids, right? So uh, that's really what we're talking about. And uh, I'm going to offer a, a few more uh, ideas and solutions on that, right? You don't have to be in a place where it's a local majority, but it's something you should think about is you'll be more advantaged if you're in a place like Hawaii, you're in a place like Berkeley, you're in a place like Seattle, and there's more Asian men and uh, women have more Asian men to select from and are more likely to, you're their fetish or whatever, or you're their preference, however you want to call that, right? So that's the first step, um, the thing to think about. Second thing, thing to think about is history. So uh, I'm gonna give you some resources of what history you should read into, because uh, part of the propaganda attack against other group races and, and genders is they don't want you to know your history. They don't want you, and they specifically, because of the angle of the attack, they want to deprive you from the masculine historical energy of the Asian people, right? Like, they don't really teach too much about Genghis Khan in school, and he is the most prolific man in terms of DNA in the world, in recent history. He's also uh, really founded the modern world in a lot of ways, and you wouldn't know this because uh, it's not to the advantage of the propaganda attack of the news, of the schools teaching to teach you this because they don't want to give you that kind of power. So you should read Genghis Khan and the Making of the Modern World. That should be required reading for an Asian male. You should read Bruce Lee. You should read, you have other recommendations, you can leave it below. But I would say Genghis Khan is a great place to start. And then Bruce Lee is a good place after that because Bruce Lee is someone who is successful as an Asian male in America, right? You need to have models to look up to. I had a model to look up to. I had my father and my grandfather, and my family killed a lot of people, you know? Masculine, the masculine force is strong, and I, I, I like that, right? That helps me. But you may not have that. There's not a lot of strong, successful Asian role models they will show in society. Again, they'll show you Jackie Chan, but he's not having kids. He's not hooking up with the women, right? His nuts are cut off in his movies, right? So you have to look elsewhere and realize that the media is not your friend. The media is trying to propagate this attack on your masculinity. So you have to look elsewhere and find it through history, through history books, you know, reading. The Last Samurai, right, is not your friend, right? Read, the, read real history and biographies of successful Asian male leaders, and uh, that will make a big difference. So recommend checking that out. So number one, uh, to, what to do is consider your... Uh, geography and see if you can be in a place where you're the local mi majority and I'm not so I'm gonna move on to step three here or uh, helpful thing three here number two read some fucking history of masculine Asian males check out Genghis Khan right 
So number three is, say that you, you don't live in a place and uh, you, don't, you don't live in that place, you're a minority, like my dad came here and he was, there were four Asian kids, or him and his brother and then I think two other at their high school, like a 2,000 person high school. So super minority and that makes it harder um, and you can't use, you can't relocate at this point and you can't use being a minority and you don't want to use all this shit as an excuse, you have to succeed anyways. So I think that the key in this situation, and I've talked about this with my brother, this is kind of my brother's strategy on this, is you don't want to make your core identity based on your race or you're going to have some psychological problems, right? Like, obviously, like, I'm an Asian male, I'm the only dude here, and all these white people have a propaganda campaign, like, you can get really fucking angry, and that's how those Elliot Rogers and the fucking uh, MIT shooter go off, is they're just probably too identified with their race, probably, uh, I'm not sure, um, but in a place where it's not advantageous to be so. What you should do instead in these is make your identity more based off of what you do or uh, the people you hang out with or, you know, for example, for me, my identity is based off of a lot of Magic the Gathering and that allows me to succeed in white culture, because Magic the Gathering is white culture, because I don't identify as Asian other than my last name. I'm just a Magic player, and that's why a lot of you are watching this, is I'm just some dude who I happen to be Asian. That's not my identity. Same with basketball, right? When you're in a basketball team and there's black people and white people and Asian people on your team, you just want to win and you become one unit. So sports is another great way, and that's, uh, I believe, what my dad did, is he did tons of sports, track team, soccer, rock climbing, all sorts of other sports. And that allows him to identify with the track team, identify with the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, so you want, if you're in a place where you're not gonna be, there aren't other Asian people for you to be around, then uh, that's okay. And you should, uh, you should base your identity, you should do a lot of activities and base your activity, your identity on those things, and then you'll have good relationships through those things and be able to succeed. So, um, that's another key. And then the last key that I would give to succeeding as an Asian male is breaking the mold as much as you can, right? Like, don't play into the stereotype. Don't tuck your shirt in, wear glasses if you don't have to, be an engineer, and... You know, like, there's certain stereotypes that come from the Asian side of things and certain stereotypes that come from the white side of things. Don't play in the white stereotype of being dickless and ballless. You know, do some bad shit. Watch, uh, some media you should watch is Better Luck Tomorrow. Some Asian dudes breaking the mold and doing some bad shit. Watch that, write that down. Better Luck Tomorrow, that helped me. That's another, uh, friendly, some friendly media for you. You get to see. Asian dude fucking a white chick, couple of them, something like that, which like, fuck man, I mean, that's a real minor thing, obviously, but uh, they just don't show it. Uh, watch the lover, it's Italian. Uh, and just break the mold. You don't have to play into exactly what people say, you know, who, uh, the, the, the white stereotype. So I, I hope that is all useful. I know there's some parts that are controversial, like he said, uh, 
white people were making a propaganda attack against black people and Asian people, and uh, women like to like to fool men and cuck them and shit like that. Like, yo, calm down. I'm speaking generalities. This shit is is generally true. Uh, that doesn't mean that we all need to be violent enemies of each other. Absolutely not. You know, again, we can be cool, and it's pretty easy for us to be cool individually. But as tribal groups, we're going to look for each other to succeed. And then uh, that's it. So I hope you found this helpful. Go read some Genghis Khan. Watch Better Luck Tomorrow. Watch the Italian movie The Lover. Go uh, uh, either go somewhere where you can be around a bunch of other Asian dudes uh, as the majority and have a big group of friends. Or don't base your identity on race at all and base it on all the activities, sports, and games that you play, and go out and break the mold, and you can be successful as an Asian male in the USA. So I hope you found that useful. Please leave your comments down below or if you have questions about this. I'd be happy to answer. <clears throat> really interesting topic for me. And uh, I would also, I may come back and talk about uh, being mixed race in the USA, how to succeed, which is a different thing, uh, but similar. Because again, I'm, I'm my identity is a little bit different than Asian male. I just kind of appear to be. People think that I am. You know, I have some strong Asian male identity, but I'm also mixed, and I know that, right? So, hope you find that shit useful. Comment below your uh, experience with this, and if you made it all the way to the end, I'd love to hear. Really interesting discussion. I'd like to hear what you have to say below. Much love and speak soon. Peace. I look forward to reading your comments.